Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, hey, everybody. And now an episode 65 million years in the making. Yes. As long as this lay dormant in amber, just waiting for us to get a <laughs> drill and a frog. We've been fossilized <laughs> in amber. <and laughs> waiting. Cloned us. Waiting for a Scottish dreamer. With lots of money and a <laughs> and a want for a park to you know, just like a... find the way. Former flea circus entrepreneur mm-hmm. turn all that big money flea circus in into everybody's got to start it. somewhere. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's Jurassic Park, uh, released in nineteen ninety three. Uh, Directed by uh, some no-name director yeah, that will probably never come up yeah. again in this podcast. I mean, he's already ever. shown up. Yes, <laughs> to, to be a power, but yes, uh, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg returns once again, uh, along with uh, I was just looking, and this also was uh, written. It's of course Michael Crichton, uh, based on Michael Crichton's novel Jurassic Park. Uh, but it was written by David Cope, who has written so many movies that we've watched so far. This guy's shown up a lot. I just yeah. realized today. Yeah, and uh, Jurassic Park, uh, of course, Michael Creighton. Uh, and then I realized, having read both Jurassic Park and Timeline, something clicked where I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is just fucking Timeline. Yeah, I had to explain. To <laughs> Michael Creighton... Uh, you know, he had a, he was a man who had a plot and he liked it and he reused it a lot. Just, <laughs> There's a formula. I mean, once, once you realize the formula, it just kind of takes the joy away. It can, yeah. But you know, it's all about dress, you know, set dressing. That's how you how you redo that formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty big movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, at least for now, we're undecided, but uh, we'll do at least the the first three. Mm-hmm. At least, What's at the very Chris least. Pratt? We have a Chris Pratt embargo. And, uh, that's why we haven't done any Chris Pratt movies mm-hmm. thus far. We are long-standing rival. Yeah. He, he, he knows, knows what he did. He knows who we are. <laughs> <laughs> that Pringles feeling <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, you just want to hop right into it? Sure. We start with bushes. <laughs> we start where all great movies start, in the bushes. Yeah, that's, that's where Citizens Kane started. In the bush. In the bush. We rise from a, from jungle shrubbery to look upon uh, uh, seeming a transport of... Uh, well, it looks like a big uh, cargo crate is being loaded into uh enclosure, I guess. Mhm. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's it's the transport time. We're in the Iowa New Bar. Mhm. Um yeah, I always think it's like a nougat bar. <laughs> yeah, it's all that nougat goodness. That's <laughs> uh, that how we the... got that's where Three Musketeers is headquartered. You ever just have nougat on itself? It's always paired with something. Yeah, well, it has to be. It's just fluff it's, otherwise. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't sell nougat. <laughs> Nobody makes nougat. It's only candy companies. No, it's got to be coated in chocolate first. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> ever a bowl of nougat. This <laughs> is stupid as fucking thing. <laughs> what? <It's> like, is... <laughs> no, I was just thinking this island just they got nougat mines and shit. It's just like like the foam and owl so. There's nougat in them Daryls. <laughs> <It's just, laughs> nougat. That's what this island is. It's the is, Well it's this Spanish. Scottish <laughs> bastard decided to build a dinosaur park here. We teamed up, you see. We supply all the candy goods, and he supplies the dinosaurs. <laughs> They're fossilized in nougat. <laughs> it's a butterscotch coating, you see, that the, that the fucking mosquitoes are covered in. It's just... They look delicious. <laughs> Men, these, who knew that Jurassic Park was in Candyland? No, it's it's right off the of Willy Wonka when he abandoned it. He gave it to Charlie, yeah. and Charlie Bucket decided <laughs> the only way that he could continue was to go to Costa Rica. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're uh, putting in. I don't know, something in the enclosure. <laughs> and something dangerous though. Everybody looks on edge. They don't want to touch it. They don't wanna they don't wanna be near it. They don't even want to be involved with it. But they're getting paid and you know, there's something know, to do. I gotta say, just thinking about it, uh the locks, you know, that they're the hatch opened way too soon. And <laughs> well, it killed see, a man. Well, you see what happens is they they got this whole operation going, so it seems like there's this animal going into this enclosure. We can imply it what it is from what's on the hats and probably in the trailers, and you know we all know why we're here. So they got this guy on top of the cage. He's the gatekeeper, you see, and he's like, "You keep your goddamn dinosaur politics outside of my pop culture." Yeah. And- <laughs> He's, uh, he's the real gatekeeper of the it, Jurassic yeah, Park. Well, and, and you're waiting for Vince Cortho mm-hmm. uh, to come in. He's the key master. Mm-hmm. Well, he opens up the... I don't know. For whatever reason, when you say it's the gatekeeper, it sounds more mystical than it actually is. <laughs> it's just like... That just uh, Once I heard, uh, heard that he was the gatekeeper, I was just like, he's just... One of those really shitty guys is just like online. Those aren't uh, real dinosaurs. Yeah, only a true fan gets eaten by a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking punk ass bitches get eaten by a ra- by a T Rex. You know, just one of them. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the gatekeeper gets got. You know, oh, he could have made it. <laughs> no, he literally got like he got pulled in as they were, you know, as uh, Robert Muldoon was screaming, "Shooter! Shooter!" And I don't know if they ever did. No, no, the, we never the, find out. That gatekeeper is expendable. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, you sign on to Jurassic Park, you sign the contract, and uh, you know, and then you fuck off forever because like. 
I don't know. I is this, this is I guess this is a good time as any. Like this is like the biggest review that they have in this park's life, and it's just like let's hold it on a weekend with the skeleton crew. Everyone else can just fuck right <laughs> off. Well, don't they all leave? Well, so they don't it's like all a leave. Storm. There's yeah, there's a storm incoming, so they have like a skeleton crew. But I don't know. I guess they were all like. You know, you we're on a we're on a time. We're on like you know, hey, money's getting thin. These investors want an answer now. You spared no expense except for you know maintaining an actual full sized crew. Well, they didn't think anything was going to go wrong. There's always you know, uh, he never <laughs> issues and for problems. Newman. Well, you never prepare for Newman. Newman. Uh, yeah. So uh, now we go with. All other great movies do to a lawyer on a raft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to them nougat mines. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm down a river of syrup. <laughs> There's a guy who's like, you're going to have to, I guess a, there, it's a dig. They're digging for, uh, of course, as we know, the uh, mosquitoes fossilized in amber. And that's, you know, that. The guy that the lawyer, Mr. Gennaro, is talking to, Holly's cousin, he's like, uh, well, the investors, we got a $20 million lawsuit on our hands because of this, this death. So the investors want us to find experts to sign off on the park. We got Ian Malcolm, who's going to show up and be Jeff Goldblum for the movie. And, uh, we got to get two other folks. Who do you recommend? And, well, I don't know if he's like, he talks about going to see Dr. Grant and the guy's like, you can find him up in Montana. He's in the Badlands looking for, looking for bones and shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's. And I also don't understand what Ian Malcolm brings to the equation. I think he brings the fact that he is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Well, the investors just want us to bring this goofball here to make sure the park looks okay. Well, he seems to have already been affiliated with Hammond and the whole thing because, you know, when there's the big reveal, he's like, holy shit, you crazy sons of bitch, you actually did it. So presumably he like they, he was one of the first people that looked at the whole thing and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna clone dinosaurs and make a theme park. What do you think about that?" And Jeff Goldblum was like, "Ha ha, here's a glass of chaos. It's chaos, John. We can't have ordered systems. Entropy. It all returns back to to entropy." Yeah. So, I presume. I just. He's an expert. Well, he's an expert in chaos theory, which is fine, you know. But he, you know, I like the, I do, I like the character of Ian Malcolm in oh, so much as he's like, great. Uh, you know, what he brings to the argument in terms of because I like that debate between him and Hammond later, and stuff. But no, he is great. I'm yeah. just saying. But yeah, like yo, you're actual... right. I don't. I just. I assume <laughs> like... it's because maybe. What I it's just spitballing right off the top of my head. Maybe he was one of the first people that they like signed off on it originally as like yeah concept to sue the investors so since he was like the original guy they just bring him along anyway that's the yeah, only well, reason i could think of like since he has pre-knowledge he's signing off on it again i guess because like you know i maybe bring in somebody for like security or this guy works in well zoos i assume like or theme parks i assume the per- well the person with security would be muldoon no, but he's already there. He's yeah. on staff. What I'm saying is, you'd bring in somebody. Oh yeah, like else. a like a, a non. What is it? A non like you'd, a neutral. You bring a, a, a neutral party. party. Yeah, that it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, I get that. I don't. I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Like, it just, I, you know, Dr. Grant, Dr. Sadler, yes, paleobiology, paleobotany for what they're doing. I think, sure. I think if, like, the fact that the the park, like, if the park didn't have the, like, killer dinosaurs, I could see them, like, just bringing in those three because they'd all be, like, herbivores and shit and not really dangerous in that regard. But, yeah, you're right. Why not bring a security expert or somebody who's, like, uh, you got dangerous, dangerous live animals here and, like, you're moving real fast with this whole park deal. Which is, yeah. of course, the moral of the story, really. Like, well, yeah, that that's the whole thing, and you know, uh, of course, like by the end of the movie, we have one conclusion. But the fact that they continue to make sequels uh, implies <laughs> that nobody fucking learns. <laughs> well, it just implies that you know, success means you got to make sequels, really. Like, yeah, I know, but right? I mean, I can't even remember what much happens in the other two, so I'll have to. Because it's been years since I've visited Jurassic Park, so to speak. Yeah. Well, anyway, we move now to Montana, mm -hmm. to a raptor dig. And uh, they, this is, I guess this is a bit of a of a recurring theme. We meet Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a technology kind of thing. Like, Dr. Grant's more old school and doesn't like the... Well, yeah, he like it. It seems like whenever there's technology around, if he touches it or he messes with it, it always goes wrong. It's like Which a little, is a little bit. They brought him to the park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have like the I don't know the ultrasound for dinosaur bones is like yeah we won't even have to dig them up soon. Mm -hmm. And I was and he's just like, like, where's the fun in that? That's what Doctor Grant says. Yeah. Well, I was just like. Well, but you still yeah, would, yeah. You you'd want to, you want to get the bone. Like... What are you going to display the fucking X-ray? <laughs> we know it's there. We don't, we don't, don't have the money, to, don't have the money to dig it. So look at these pictures. Kind of like space, but you know, much more like, gettable. We're far, like, far too impeded. Like, oh yeah, we wouldn't want to disturb all of this glorious Montana. <laughs> all of this wonderful dirt. Say so, you know, like. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to see that. Bring it back to its normal state. <laughs> Just look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool, we think. We imagine. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um then, you know, cuz Dr. Grant also keeps like a a raptor claw, mm -hmm. you know, a letter opener. Bottle opener. A raptor claw is really useful <laughs> yeah, in a lot of scenarios. Of yeah. yeah, like, uh, really. And as he's looking at it, he's describing it. And then some random Montanan <laughs> child. It's a little shitty kid. It's just, well, so Dr. Grant, he's explaining uh, that dinosaurs, well, dinosaurs, as uh, we know, still exist today or alive today. Birds, avian creatures, or dinosaurs. And. So he's explaining that, you know, essentially, I can't remember at the moment what exactly he says, but he's saying that, and there's this shitty kid who's like, uh, turkey's not a dinosaur, you dumb fucker. It looks, it looks like a giant chicken. <laughs> to which Dr. Grant seems personally offended for all dinosaur race. <laughs> and he comes in with this 
very pre-prepared speech oh, yeah. to frighten this the is, child. This isn't the first time this has happened. He's, this is, he's learned the ways random, of the bitchy sixth grader. He's gonna he's gonna throw random down. children have invaded his dig sites <laughs> for time immemorial. <laughs> they need to go extinct, much like <laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs> take them down a fucking peg. Your self esteem must go the same way as the Jurassic period. <laughs> and it's not like because he scares this kid. It's not like there's a parent around. No, there's he's just nothing one of those, else. He's one of those Montana bad lads just roaming around like just bitching <laughs> at shit. <laughs> and it's, so Dr. Grant starts off with like, a, oh, no, they hunt in packs. It's not like a T-Rex. And you think their vision's based on movement like a T-Rex. And I'm <laughs> just like, wait a minute. Hi, hi, Dr. Grant. How the fuck do you we know that? We all need to stop here, okay? Because this is one of those things that I've always not understood about the movie. Because I don't... Uh... I don't think I've ever heard that to be real. So uh, yeah, the <laughs> like, movie prescribes to this notion that, uh, and I, I I get why, because otherwise the T-Rex is far too OP for everything <laughs> that they need the T-Rex up. to do. <laughs> because it, Dr. Grant says, as we all know, a T-Rex's vision is based on movement. And I, I've always just been like, what sort of uh, apex predator animal? What sort of shitty evolutionary flaw is that? He runs into trees because they're not moving. <laughs> he's, he's like, if there's a big, a big enough rake around, he's doomed. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst vision schemes I've ever seen. Well, a outside horrible of concept it's uh i get why because the... yeah the otherwise you know the t-rex is just gonna maul them all and it would take it would take a lot of the suspense out of the when they have the you know t-rex moving like just kind of oh, yeah. inspecting them and stuff but yeah, yeah no i understand just... <laughs> from a movie sense yeah from a movie He's sense like... but it, yeah it's just who man because i've i've known people in my life who just are like yeah that's that's a, that's a thing of course that's a and thing like, how would you know nobody wrote it that down <laughs> yeah, it's not like dinosaurs you know inscribed that in stone in their dinosaur language <laughs> it's just like they don't have eyeballs just <laughs> preserved and also what and... sort of species operates like that because every other like you know biological concept in the movie is you know from real life things except for that they don't have it you know <laughs> you know velociraptors is... moves like a cheetah what animal in nature like the t-rex doesn't have eyes like an anteater <laughs> you know <laughs> his, his vision's based on movement like a back porch light <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, <laughs> it works like something like that. Yeah, you know, you walk out of the batch porch, light comes on. If you stand still for too much, light turns off. Yeah. Just what like about his own movement? <laughs> if the T Rex is standing still, is he blind? I don't know. I don't know like, how the T Rex is moving. Yeah. So, <clears throat> is it like Daredevil? T-Rex is Daredevil? I mean, <laughs> I'd take that. Is it Matt Murdockosaurus? What if, yeah, I don't, hmm. Oh, man. Because, yeah, that was the one where, like, oh, his vision's based. Is it because he can stomp on the ground and make everything vibrate? 
I don't think that the movie doesn't really give a proper explanation. So I no. I've just always had a problem with that because man, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't work. No. Um, but anyway, Doctor Grant's scaring a child, and then uh, basically uh, re- regales him with this tale of how the raptors would hunt in packs, and you'd see the first one, but you're already dead because the other two come up and slice your fucking stomach open like a goddamn horror movie. Yeah, and Again, they won't eat you whole like a T Rex. No, and they I'm like, eat how the like birds do. They would do like birds do. They would eat their prey yeah. alive. Yeah, which uh, another thing. Uh, those aren't Velociraptors. Velociraptors is just a better name. Yeah, that sounds much more awesome. They actually resemble these uh, Utah ra- Utah Raptors. Yeah, much bigger, really badass looking. But I don't, I don't think that they like actual Velociraptors existed. But yeah. they're like the size of a Chihuahua. Yeah, they're really fucking. <laughs> they're really small. Yeah, but like the branding of Velociraptor oh, man, it sounds Whew. so wicked. So you know, yeah. we I'll give it a pass. <laughs> You know, for Jurassic Park World, that's fine. Well, Dr- not yeah. Jurassic Park World, but Jurassic Park, Jurassic Universe. Dr- the, the 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 Jurassic Universe? It's like WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's like T-Rex is Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, the kid runs back to the aether from which he spawned after being... Taught a lesson promptly, not to promptly, uh, verbally put down. Don't mock extinct creatures. <laughs> yeah, just go, fu- go bitch at another dig site, kid. And he promptly does. And then a helicopter descends from the skies as they properly do. And uh, well, a helicopter descends from the skies, and you'd think that's what contains John Hammond, but it does not contain John Hammond. He decided to sneak into their trailer. <laughs> He's really fast. <laughs> From somewhere else. <laughs> while Doctor Grant, Did... while Doctor Grant was, you know, giving the whole spiel to the kid, you see John John Grant like paratrooped out. John Hammond. Yeah. yeah. John Hammond paratroopered out. You know, much like, <laughs> much like in a bridge too far. He's like, <laughs> I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they set him down three miles back so that he could sneak in. <laughs> It is all white, immaculate clothes. Yep. So <laughs> in the Badlands. So he can peruse for some champagne. Yeah, so that they can, you know, drink their champagne. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I was going to bring up that uh, Dr. Grant and children is another theme in the, yes. of the movie. Yeah, he warms is. up to the idea of children. Because yeah. he and Dr. Sadler are... They're an item. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, they go in and they're like, "Who the hey? You're kicking up dust everywhere. Montana's mostly dust. Yeah, that's all there is over here. And we had dust in one spot. Now you put all put all of it back in the spot where we didn't want it. Who are you, uh, random Scottish uh, man? We were saving that champagne. It is like, oh, I think you're gonna be using it. I'm not even gonna attempt Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so." Uh, I'll fund all of your digs forever for here from perpetuity. All you need to do is come with me to Costa Rica, literally right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have long to think about it. You have enough time for a shower, a change of clothes, and then you got to get in the helicopter for a long, long, long flight to uh, Isla Nougat. Yeah, the Isla Nougat. Um, 
and and, and from there I'll explain everything. <laughs> yeah, and we find yeah he uh, yeah yeah. Well, it's like what what do you mean? No no no. We're just gonna offer you. <laughs> Strange man came in. He's gonna offer you money. Well, he so yeah. He's like been funding their uh, dig so far. But they haven't met him, presumably, because, you know, Sam Neill's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you if you don't tell me who you are, Richard Attenborough. And uh, so I guess he's been funding them for a while, and he needs them to sign off on uh, the park. Yeah, Jurassic. Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> Mesozoic Park would be more accurate, but mm. less branding. Mark, branding, branding. You always got to think about the branding. He's like the, the Walt book. Disney of dinosaurs. In the book, it actually wasn't called that. It was just a joke that the, hmm. some of the workers put up. Oh, that's cool. Was that they called it Jurassic Park. Because it, it was like they knew it wasn't actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had some other name. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've read it. I mean, it's... quite honestly, Jurassic Park is probably the best. Na- like, that's a good name for that kind of a thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Also interesting um, in the book. Hammond is a much worse person. Yeah, he's a dick, right? He's a horrible bastard, yeah. and he dies. I kind of—I've never <clears throat> read the book. I've always wanted to. I've heard it's pretty solid, but yeah, uh, he, what? Oh, it's the Michael Crichton bad guy thing. Uh, he's, but I, I think when you get Richard Attenborough, you're kind of like in in a spot where it's like i don't believe that that man can be a bad guy well i think it's also kind of just wanting to make it more spielbergy in a sense you know what i mean like there's a well, there's an element of the uh yeah i'm trying to put this into words like it just works for an adaptation if you know you don't have the cuz i think spielberg wants to focus the stuff he's interested in is not much of that intrigue and like shittiness from Hammond and the the well, engine and stuff, you know. Yeah, like and he that's... wants the spectacle of dinosaurs, you know, and a bit of a, a and kind of a chase movie or a, you know what I mean. Get honestly, the villain doesn't need more villains. Yeah, than the, the like you have Nedry, who's pretty much the the villain of the piece, I mm-hmm. guess, even though he's dispatched relatively quickly. Yeah, he's he's just more like an antagonistic force than an out and out antagonist. He's just a spark for the the kind of catastrophe at Jurassic Park to happen. Which yeah, which I think is what Spielberg really wants to focus on more than the, you know. And it's a yeah. bit it's a bit easier if you can root for Hammond in the way of or understand him, and I guess is a better way to put it. If he's like, he's a dreamer. He has these big plans for the park. He's like an idealist. He's that. He's what you'd hope a guy like Walt Disney to be if he had that much money to do that kind of thing. And it helps with his arguments against Malcolm about the whole well, deal. And, and and not having him be an outwardly antagonistic force mm-hmm. kind of makes Malcolm's point stronger. Yeah. From a chaos perspective of ordered systems will just fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get all that, but it's, it's just interesting. Oh yeah. To totally. bring up. Um, but yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, in mainland Costa Rica, uh, we got Dobson. Dobson's here. here. Hey everybody, everybody. Dobson. We've got Dobson. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so we get uh, uh, Netri just e- eating a whole bunch of Costa Rican diner food. and mm-hmm. uh, Just having a good time, waiting for Dodgson. Yeah, there's their whole cloak and dagger routine. It's from a rival, uh, what do we call it, a Slugworth? Yeah, Slugworth Dinosaur Creating Factory. <laughs> yeah, slug, Slugworth his, Genetics, yeah. He's got to steal the everlasting gobstopper. That's what it is. We got 15, 15 embryos of delicious, delicious dinosaur candy. It's got to be kept cold in a can of whipped cream. We're looking for cherry. We're looking for blueberry. We're looking for schnozberry. We want a sour apple if you can. Okay, there's 15 flavors plus maybe the secret one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I need you to go in there and steal the fizzy lifting drinks. (laughs) You need to touch the the ceiling, which will need to be washed and sterilized. Oh, man. (laughs) I'd be like if you adapted like this Jurassic Park is like like almost like the candy version of Dune that National Lampoon did. Yeah, Dune Desert Planet. Um, but yeah, he uh, even though Nedry like bid his own price, mm-hmm. like he's upset that he's not getting paid as much as he's worth. Yeah, well, I don't know. He just, put in a bid. Yeah, and, and I guess he's being paid that, and he's just like, "Well, this is, this is more work than I wanted." That's all what I always got from Nedry that he was just like sour about having to do his job and shit. Though, yeah, it is interesting that John uh, spares no expense except for the one guy who makes sure that the dinosaurs don't eat you. Well, I think he like he essentially did that, and then there's other stuff, and I mean, it's just like, it seemed to me that the park is, like, is functional in certain ways, but still is, like, so, fu- like, so far from being, like, operational. You know well, I mean? and that's, yeah, which is part of Hammond's big, like, downfall, is that he just brought back 15 different species of dinosaur as if one wasn't enough. Yeah, that's that's one of the things i meant earlier like if there was just if it was just all the passive dinosaurs you know the ones who just eat grass and berries and shit i feel like the wouldn't have as much of a problem you know yeah but like i don't know i don't get out of bed for a triceratops on its own (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) brontosaurus i heard of him fuck that i want to see a t-rex eat a goat damn it can you mix all the flavors together like a giant, like I do with my Skittles, and you just gotta mash them all together? Yeah, the Skittlesaurus. You know? Yeah, he's got a little bit of everything. He's just a big fucking homunculus. Mm-hmm. Because that's not a terrible idea. Yeah, we'll re- we'll put a pin on that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll you know. don't worry, John Hammond. We'll do you right. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> we'll make a fruit cocktail of all the best dinosaur parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so yeah, Nedry is uh I mean, kind of callously evil in his own like he's I, basically well, sentenced all these people to death for money. Well, he does. He absolutely does. And one of the things I never understood was like why did why did he open the paddocks? Like why why did he open the like he wanted because to shut was the paddocks locked into the security system and that just like cuz he could he kept the raptor pen closed cuz that's what Muldoon says he at least had the decency to do that 
But why not the T-Rex? Yeah, well, cause, well the T-Rex gets out on its own because he shuts down the fences. Well, he shuts down the fences. Okay, so I guess the T-Rex, that was like maybe uh, couldn't why, help it. You know, I don't know. That I just mean, seemed weird because it seemed like there are other like killer... You know, like the one fucking I can't don't know the name. The one that kills Nedry is also a dangerous one to have roaming around, possibly. Oh yeah, the Dilophosaur, uh, the yeah, the yeah, spit like scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, that thing's fucking immensely scary. Yeah, like I just never understood that part because I never knew if that maybe was just like a glitch in what he did. Like that was well, an no, accident. He locks them out. Yeah, I know. See, That's what I'm trying. Like, I don't. <laughs> I wish it was just a bit well, more like, clear. Why not? Well, yeah. Why announce to the world that you did that? Like, they're gonna come after you. Yeah. Even if they don't have you on camera, <laughs> you, you locked them out of the security well, also, system. Also, and even just telling them, "Hey, you guys want a soda?" and then just like giving the most like, "I'm gonna be guilty of whatever goes wrong in the next hey, five minutes." Hey, you guys. You guys want to get anything like a, yeah. a soda, a nougat? We can get some nougat. <laughs> we it's got fresh nougat off the, everywhere. You know, hangs off the walls. A big old uh, unchocolate covered nougat. How about that? <laughs> I got it. I changed my when I moved here. I changed my Wayne to, name to Wayne Nougat. <laughs> you guys, you guys want anything? I'm, I'm gonna be suspicious as all fuck. Exactly. Okay. Like Jesus, it, man. <laughs> and they were totally. Co- he could have just fucking grabbed it and left, but then he puts in his own fucking. He had to animate mm-hmm. and record in 1993 <laughs> technology, which means he had the time to do that. <laughs> 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 And make this whole thing yeah. so that he could do it, only to be, th- well, which apparently is not that hard because it can all well, be thwarted by was, a little girl. Well, yeah, he's not that much of a genius. He should have just asked her to do it. Um, but uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? No, may- was he trying to also maybe like discredit the park by like, oh shit's had gone wrong once this gets out because it might would probably have to get out as a, I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It's never made sense to me. When I was watching it, I was just like, why did he not... Why did he... Why let the dinosaurs out? <laughs> it's like, I know we wouldn't have a movie. I know well, it's like, I think there was a secret dock, right? And that's what he was going to? No, like, he was going but, like, to the main dock, because there was a big ship there and everything. Then why does he go through that fucking... Ga- yeah, no, well, that he makes ro- any he crashes, fucking sense. He crashes into the sign, and he can't tell where, the sign, where he's supposed to go, and he takes the wrong... He yeah, the and then he direction. gets himself killed because yeah. he goes in. But he the was fucked and... anyway because they were gonna leave anyway, and he was already like falling behind. Yeah, oh, he gets a sick barbersaw container though. Yeah, and he he ruins that piece of delicious looking pie by like spraying out the the bar the like shaving fucking cream, shaving and, cream, like, putting it on top of that. Ah oh, man, that's an egregious sin. You don't do that. And then he makes Dodgson fucking pay for it. Don't get cheap on me, Dodson. I'll open the paddock to your goddamn flight. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he unleashes the lifeboats on the fucking ship back to the mainland. Don't get cheap on me, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Floods the ballast. <laughs> that's how he is everywhere. He's just like that. He's just one of those dudes. It's, it's a real... Real bitch about shit. Yeah, he's just, he's just really, you know, he's over, you know? Gets in a disagreement with his neighbor, cuts the whole fucking brakes. Just, yeah. 
cuts the brakes, turns off the sprinkler system, and sets fire to his home. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, meanwhile, I hope in a different helicopter. I hope it was not just a plain straight shot helicopter from Montana. Oh, no, it certainly was. There's a lot of gas in that helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they had to pick up uh, <laughs> by Skyhook, <laughs> me and Malcolm, and Holly Gennaro. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Spare no expense. <laughs> you can just land. No, we need to get here. We we got we're crunched for time. Okay. I have a presentation. These investors are out for everything. Blood. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dr. Malcolm Blair, he's a, he's a chaotistician. We've talked about him. Uh, he like he, worships the elder gods. Yeah. The chaos gods. <laughs> like, he absolutely he's, opposes the empire. He went through the warp and he saw things. <laughs> he did. He's like, I am in love with the Vent Horizon. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, we also get a nice little uh, visual uh, visual foreshadowing as the helicopters come in to land and they have to buckle their seatbelts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Grant can't figure out how to fucking use them, so he just ties them together. Yep. Screwing over Dr. Sadler, who's, I presume, other half oh, no, of the seatbelt was... He was... They were all buckled. What happened was, like, it looked like there were two ends. Like, it's, like, two ends on both sides. Like, he oh. got, like, it's like a, a malfunction in the helicopter. Spared no expense, of course. So he just... It's one of a kind. Down. It's a yeah. helicopter with, two, uh, with more female ends. <laughs> you see, seat. what's going to happen is eventually that one end is going to change its sex. So it'll be able to... Nature finds a way, you see. <laughs> Mecha- mechanization <laughs> finds a way. The one end will spring forward mm-hmm. and will allow you to clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he ties them together. Uh, visual foreshadowing, and they... They land and then they see the true meaning of the park with all the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yeah, yeah, and uh, like it is still a legitimately cool shot. The all uh, of I this is say, still legitimately cool. I would say this is the uh, effects. I mean, there are some parts where they don't look quite as good, but like I think the the main thing that helps is that when they use CGI, because this first one a lot of CGI here, mm-hmm. but they don't use it a lot. Yeah, it's 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 still that it's very early on, so it's used sparingly, but it's used extremely effectively along with the animatronics. And even even though there is a I don't want to use dated too much because I think that the movie because of the way that the movie is shot and the way that it's made it it almost it just works as is it's like if you watch like 1930s king kong it still has that same kind of effect where you can still like appreciate the art of the spectacle of it because that's something that i noticed on this like watching of it that i really appreciated is that i think this movie has the exact right amount of spectacle that makes all of it like that ties it all together because it could have like went badly if they went too much in any way you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i love the fact that it has like just the right amount like it's it's like yeah like perfectly no. dosed exactly yeah and they see like the there's like herds of them and they're 
they're all like speculating because they have like oh this is how they do and we can see them all live and mm-hmm. a lot of just genuine wonder yeah yeah and it's like yeah no we're making a zoo yeah we're well we're kind of making a like a the world's first dinosaur nature reserve that'll be open to the open to the public open to the people we're you know we're doing it big we're doing it live 1994 we're launching uh that sort of deal but yeah and uh yeah also make mention of the music the score of this movie is fucking stellar john williams uh doing it it's excellent yeah he's just yeah it's it's still really good. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, John Williams really good at composing. <laughs> Go figure. We would have never guessed. I know and, it's a uh, given, but it's still just I, that. I think that adds with how much like again it ties everything. Everything just ties together so well when you watch mm-hmm. it. Also, the acting, yeah, like when they're looking at this whole like there's looking at the that great amazing uh, shot of like the brontosauruses and stuff just walking and sam neil like you see it see in his face he's just a guy who's like loved dinosaurs his whole fucking life like just been digging for years and he's getting to see them like as a reality it it conveys that so well it's just like you know that kind of like like a gut punch sort of thing Mm Hmm. yeah so they go to the the visitor center with the the bones, the dinosaur bones. Dinosaurs. Dinosaur. Um, and yeah, they go on. Um, I have questions about this guided tour of mm-hmm. the thing. My question is, is John Hammond supposed to be here every day doing this? Because he has a bit with lines. Or is it the other way that I think, in which this is actually just his investor pitch? I think like to everybody like I think there's an element of it might be initially like an investor pitch and then I was cuz I think that in a certain way the technology is advanced enough to where John Hammond the the TV guy I don't know he it seems like it could work with if you get somebody who looked like John Hammond like an actor like you would at Disney World sort of thing and you could just like here prick my finger you know rich and attenborough look alike <laughs> yeah well i mean i was thinking that or i mean, i guess you could do the other lines but i was just like the way that they're describing this is to people that like have no idea about dinosaurs like because the, well, like the, kids the tone and families is like, and stuff yeah weirdly educational for people who are like professionals even though they're doing kind of magic uh but all of this is to say that we get the best character in the whole franchise right here Mr. DNA. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I fucking love Mr. DNA. The icon. He, he's the best. He's the building blocks of this whole franchise. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> the DNA that ties this he's whole thing together. The blueprint. He is my favorite character. Uh, mostly because of the way that he pronounces the word dinosaur. Dinosaurs. I love that, too. Well, I think that, why? I, again, I think that it's like a ride that people who go to this visitor center would go on. And oh yeah. He would, <laughs> uh, 
I just like the fact that how they what John Hammond chose to explain that is just this folksy like Tennessee accent <laughs> with <laughs> like, like with like schoolhouse rock yeah. visuals yeah. and like yeah it's 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 really excellent because my my uh, like four year old brain was enthralled every time I would see that because it's like oh this is how dinosaurs work yeah totally yeah so all we have to do is we have to go and we have to find mosquitoes and the mosquitoes drank the blood and then whoopsie doodle they ended up in in, in amber <laughs> and then we drill that amber and we suck up all that blood we have a big straw like this and it goes around the room and then we john hammond drinks your milkshake he drinks your <laughs> mosquito blood he drinks it up and thankfully since mosquitoes are genetically unchanged mm. for millennia yeah we don't have entire rooms full of genetically modified mosquitoes <laughs> fossilized ancient mosquitoes <laughs> millions and millions of them not a dinosaur inside <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad <laughs> This is not how any of this works, but... <laughs> welcome, welcome to Mosquito Park. <laughs> we have mosquitoes. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of millions of them. John, you made Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we got... John, and then I got... <laughs> We're just in Tallahassee. <laughs> it's just, <sighs> yeah. Then they go through, and it's it's all right. It moves, and then you see the uh, geneticists working away, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, let's let's go see that." And they defeat his safety feature. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not really. It's just like you know hold them in and then they're like we're three grown adults we can do this one two three and then they yeah they breach the not breach they walk into the lab <laughs> no it's <is> a breach <laughs> they like put a claymore on the door <laughs> this is where the... <laughs> uh, all right we're gonna <laughs> blow the door we gotta find those so, uh, uh uh i'm the uh point man and uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be me or, or Alan. That's chaos. And so they go into the candy factory with all the genetic Oompa Loompas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> cloning and, candy and shit. Putting fucking mosquitoes and like rock candy and whatever. Yeah. And John picks up a coffee cup and eats it. <laughs> I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, somebody's like licking a wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Velociraptor tastes like Velociraptor. Uh, yeah, so they meet uh, uh, the, I don't know, B.D. Doc- Wong. Dr. Henry Wu. Yeah. Yep, B.D. Wong. Attempts, attempts to woo them. <laughs> dinosaurs guys (laughs) dinosaurs yeah no check it out it's like uh yeah we got eggs hatching right now Mm -hmm. uh hammond is around for every single one of these he's watched them all hatch yep well he says that uh they imprint on whoever they see first and so he likes to make a you know positive uh first impression so that way they don't kill me (laughs) i'll be safe (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the way that you pronounce it sounds like he's fucking lucky from the Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. Well, let me get... Uh, They're always after my dino uh, DNA. <laughs> well, what would it be? It'd be, uh, you know... Hey, Mike but uh, but he doesn't sound like that. So no. you'd have to go. Yeah, <laughs> they won't <laughs> kill me. I'll <laughs> I'll live forever. The Scottish Willy Wonka. <laughs> I'll survive. You'll all die at the hands of these bloodthirsty English dinosaurs. Nice groundskeeper, Willie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, but this causes some concern to Dr. Grant because he's got a whole raptor thing. He's like, the, he's the head of the fan club. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he made velociraptors. Like, yeah. shitloads of them. Oh, my God. We got raptors out the water. Them and mosquitoes. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> they're the only other thing. And they're hungry all the time, oh. like a mosquito. This is, uh, this seems like a bad it? idea yeah. in hindsight. No, that's actually what killed the gatekeeper was the mosquito. <laughs> they tried shooting them, but like, have you ever tried to shoot a mosquito? They're tiny. Even if there's millions of them, you're. I mean, even if you hit them, you're not going to hit many. Like you know, that guy is twenty million dollars for emotional damage and a massive welt mm-hmm. that just never will go away. <laughs> that's a lifetime supply of Neosporin. He has the baby. <laughs> yeah, he's. He should have seen the other guy. <laughs> Anyway, so they uh, explain a little bit about the a couple things. Well, one, um, all of the dinosaurs are female, so mm-hmm. that they have population control. Yeah, but uh, uh, well, eventually this comes back to bite them because, like, well, they so, put frog DNA yeah, in they, the, the, the. Yeah, they use amphibian DNA, and uh, as in Dr. Grant mentions, I think a West African frog a, a frog of some kind and i know other uh, amphibian species do this there's a certain if there's one gender of that species in an area some of them will change genders in order to uh, continue to populate because you know nature finds a way uh mm-hmm. so I, I actually think that's really cool but i also wonder why the geneticists at jurassic park didn't realize that <laughs> y- yeah like <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Grant just knew this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, they're just fum. It makes it sound like they're just fumble fucking their way towards making a. Well, maybe. Is, I think that's another point to what everybody's kind of talking about is that they're, they're cutting corners and exceed, like, kind of letting science exceed their grasp, so to speak. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're too. They're more f- interested in the fact that they can and not really f- thinking about if they should, if they, you know, well, yeah, that's should learn, exactly. you know, yeah. actually do science, you know. Well, yeah, you know, like they're Prometheus, uh, you know, stealing fire and then setting fire to literally everything. Yeah, so like, to speak. So it's, that's one of the things I do like about the movie is that, you know, there's there's arguments on both sides totally. Because on the, like, and I do like the fact that there's that character change because of how... Like, Richard Attenborough can totally sell it. Like, John Hammond can really make you believe in this thing. But then there's that whole other aspect where <clears throat> he, like, they're not thinking about it. They're letting that no, that yeah. positive dream of it, 
you know, of like, you know, the, the path to hell is paved with good intentions sort of thing, whether you like it or what, whether you intend it to or not, you know, like once you, once you kind of unleash it from the bottle, it's never going to go back sort of thing. And it never does. Yeah. Like, are they, is science going too far, you know? Yeah. Which, which is an interesting, interesting thought so i do like the fact that the movie like does that but it's still it does make them just like nobody mentioned that nobody was like you, you didn't thought... as you were playing with this frog dna you didn't notice that yeah. that's what i mean i guess you could also say that it happened with the um like specific concoction mm-hmm. of well yeah you could also say that it mutated as well sort of thing because they do say that they mute once you once you're dabbling in uh, movie mad science i mean mutation's not far behind so you could say something like that and maybe it just happened faster than they anticipated maybe they did think that if we kept an eye on it we could separate the males from the females fast enough and not have a problem but again yeah. it, the movie doesn't address anything like that which is a small issue not a huge one but yeah yeah, but the concept of life finding a way, mm-hmm. big thing. In a lot of in a lot of different well, because you have the other one that's just like the dinosaurs, of course, but you also have the people that are surviving. Life's mm-hmm. finding a way. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's multiple kind of layers to it, which is what makes it just so well written. Because you could definitely dumb this down. Oh and yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't want to make it a parody spoil. of itself. Well, I don't want to spoil things, but that's kind of what I feel about Jurassic World. Yeah. You know, where it is just like Jurassic World is what this movie could have been if it just did only cared about spectacle and mm-hmm. only want but didn't want to address anything. <laughs> yeah. And I also uh, now that I'm thinking of it, I also kind of like the smaller nature of, you know, like usually when you think Jurassic Park, you think a lot of expansive stuff. But I think that's from the following the following movies. This is kind of an isolated you know, there's a lot of dinosaurs and a lot of stuff happens, but it's almost very contained. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, so, yeah, now they get a more uh, expansive tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not really. It's like he wants to see him be fed, you know, so the feeding a cow and uh, just kind of sacrificing one, I suppose. Well, their feet, you know, that's their animals. They got to, you know, they got to eat. Yeah, food. but you, he... Dr. Grant's like, yeah, they, they want to hunt. They don't want to just be given food. <laughs> yeah, because you got to start building the shrine to them next or else they're going to get pissed. Well, and I, It's real it's bad like, when you give the Velociraptors a god complex, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, how do you know that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's, you know, just animal behavior probably and just speculation. But I do like what they, like what they said about the Velociraptors was that it was just they, yeah why they had to feed them that way and so on and so forth. And also Muldoon explaining how, explaining to Grant just how like intelligent they are and just how dangerous it's good setup for them. Cause they do. Uh, well, they're the ultimate, they are a much more antagonistic dinosaur than even the T-Rex. Yeah. Which like the T-Rex is just kind of like, I don't know how to best Like it's definitely, it'll kill you, but you kind of don't like, it doesn't seem like the raptors just seem like they kill because it's fun. Yeah, they like to hunt. They like to yeah. hunt. And yeah, if they kill you, they'll eat you, but they definitely have a, a sadistic streak 
two of them. Yeah, like the T Rex seems like it. Well, know, like a natural kill predator. You. Like it, you know, once but once it finds something big enough to eat, it'll you know, let, you know, once something stops moving nearby and something moves somewhere else, it's gonna <laughs> fucking go that way to try to figure out where the fuck it went wrong in life. Yeah, <clears throat> but it doesn't. Like the raptors, like, ki- like kill way more people. Mm-hmm. The, like, or they at least kill two. Well, I, I we don't or three. I mean, we don't ever see them like eating their prey, so they could, you know, be hunt like prolonging it to just enjoy like the hunt till they kill them to eat them. Because I mean, all we see are pieces of Mrs. Mr. Arnold, and we do see him like nonch on Muldoon later. So. Yeah, well, and they set up the, so that they because the Raptors are really smart and they know like dramatic pacing, so mm-hmm. they set up that arm there. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, this will fuck her up. <laughs> well, also, I think that there might be an aspect to, like they had not like pe- like maybe pegged Muldoon, you know, from yeah. watching him. Well, just you know, like well, watching him as like the the caretaker of the park and how he he also observed them, but they were well, he mentions the big one. There was yeah. like one. They have a spike. Yeah, well, or like an alpha female, if you if you will. Like the the one of them went in and killed a bunch of the others, and now they follow her now as kind of the head of the pack. Yeah, it's yeah. They're like a gang. Yeah, or a pack of animals. No, they're gang. They, <laughs> they have colors. <laughs> they have colors, and they have a they're, charter. They're jets. Yeah. And they they dance fight with the other the other <laughs> the other dinosaurs yeah that's it yeah um so yeah now they go to dinner and the, yeah it seems like everyone's just kind of on the the Ian Malcolm train even like even Doctor Grant and Doctor Sadler are just kind of like uh, <laughs> the shine's kind of off the rose I think it's more because they put like a T Rex. Yeah, you know, I think well, and they're the, just and, really, and the raptors. Yeah, and like that, that was the again. That's the thing of like, I don't know if that was smart, John. How many? How many of those do you got? I don't know how many. If they say how many T Rexes that they have, they did I think say they a, just have one. Yeah, so they definitely have at least in a certain number of uh, fucking velociraptors. <laughs> Sorry, I think um, we see four. Mm-hmm. And then others yeah. were killed by that alpha female. So, yeah. Well, the the four that are, like, those are the four that escapes. Because one gets locked into a meat closet, mm-hmm. one gets mocked into an electrical, ro- electrical room, and then it's like four or five. Yeah, something like that. Um, But, yeah, you also get, like, that, like, it's kind of like, doc- I have that uh, Ian Malcolm's very fate-based. Seems like that, like, some things just seem like they're kind of fated to happen, or... Like well, that, you know, some things that, you know, things almost like Murphy's Law, things that can go wrong will go wrong, you know, and certain things are just going to happen, you know, like the, the, you know, the fucking meteor that kills the dinosaurs. That's just, you know, essentially that's nature just doing its thing, you know. Well, and they had their shot and uh, they don't need to come back. And, no. you know, we're harnessing power that we ought not harness. Which I don't know that I conceptually agree with, even though the movie definitely agrees with Dr. Malcolm. I see like, his point. Yeah, no, I do too. But, you know, I'm also like, mm, you know, let's 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 go for it. If we have the capability, let's do it. I guess, but I mean, that really depends on what exactly 
you're going to be yeah. doing? Like, what are you going to be creating? Because I know that, like, there's attempts... Like, there's ways that you could theoretically recreate aspects of dinosaurs. And if I remember correctly, the, you know, Jack Horner is uh, uh, the paleontologist who is one of the inspirations of Dr. Grant. He has a, like, a whole project where, you know, in theory it's, like, possible, but I think there's just ethical concerns of if you, like bring one of those like you know they're gonna essentially be back breeding would be back breeding chickens and just like doing things to you know make them more you know, reactivating atavistic genes you know turning turning on old genes so that certain uh, aspects of dinosaurs come back out through the animal but i think that there's a lot of things about ethically if you can do that bringing something to life that is just going to exist probably to die to not survive very long you know what i mean and yeah. you know if you don't like that's a that's kind of you know it, is that good science to just start bringing things to life just to, so they can live in agony and we can watch them to you know especially as as we are now like you know with the mindset that we have now where it's just you know that that there's I don't know, there's aspects of that that are probably very unethical, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Hammond ups the ante, though. He's got his kids on this, too. Well, and everyone... his uh, grandkids. Grandkids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John Hammond, Hammond uh, yeah, if those were his kids, man, that'd be... <laughs> John, <laughs> Hammond, John Hammond fucks. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's great kids. Uh, yeah, which I, again, it just seems even more ill-advised. But yeah, I, I don't mean, know. He, well, I think they mentioned he has that perfect their parent, faith in it. Yeah, so. well, and they they seem like they have a good relationship. And I think that what it is, I don't remember. They mentioned that like his daughter's getting a divorce, so I don't know if that's why he has them or something. I don't remember. Exactly, but he, yeah, he has the grandkids, and I think it's like if you like, geez, you're not ex like if he's been there for a while, and the security fence has never shut down, you know, and you know what I mean. So I think it yeah. might be just again full faith in the park and the capabilities of the park and his staff to like handle any situation. This is like yeah. a unique. Like a perfectly, you you know, it's like all the things, like Dr. Malcolm represents, like things that can go wrong are totally going wrong with Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, and also, like I said, to just have this complete skeleton crew mm -hmm. out there, like, it just makes it even weirder to me. Is you even have your kids and you let them all go, you couldn't pay them for a weekend. Though, I guess, like, Nedry was the only person that was keeping that park a float it would have just been a bigger body count well i think nedry well also nedry put like basically just fucking the whole park up you know what i mean like if it would be one thing if this was like a systematic failure that was like natural but nedry is really the egg like the fucking the thing that clinches it because he's the one that turns over it like that fucks the system up that forces them to have to shut everything down as a last resort yeah you know because if it was like a natural, like fucking, this storm comes in and it like sh like blows up the generator or something, let's say, you know what I mean? That's something that's like also like a thing you can't almost account for, but would almost be like, well, this is all really fucking dangerous. This is like even a more unique situation because it's like there's a traitor from within, 
you know? Yeah. Well, like, just interesting. I mean, it's also more fucked than Nedry, because Nedry totally knew those kids were there. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Like, that's what I mean. How much were they? They were gonna pay that guy, like fifteen grand or something for each embryo or something. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of money. Ultimately, it's ultimately it's not that much money. Yeah. Um, well, also ultimately for, I don't know what he was expecting either. Like what, you know, that's also like an unaddressed thing. Um, but yeah, now they're gonna go on the full tour, uh, with the jeeps, on mm-hmm. the or no, not. I think they're like Ford Rangers or something. I don't know. They're something. not Rangers, but they're not actually technically. I don't know. I don't know cars. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, there's a big storm coming. Seems even more ill-advised. The whole thing <laughs> is just. Well, don't they say that it's like turned into a like it's turned into a bigger storm than like like oh yeah. we had one of these a couple weeks ago we survived that but now it's like looking even more like ooh fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, and, yeah like uh, a, another metaphorical perfect storm to just turn this. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, but they they go uh, through the big gate. Mm-hmm. Like King Kong's going to be showing up. One of them yeah, it's that. it's very evocative. It really is, but also it's cool that like it's evocative of King Kong, but it's also iconic in and of itself. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they go through it, we learn more about the guys inside the, uh, like, at the control center. You got Ray Arnold and Samuel Jackson. Yep. He's awesome. He's great. Uh, and then uh, Nedry mm-hmm. uh, and Muldoon. And that's, like, the only people working there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the main, like, you know, the main uh, support characters that we got. Um, But, yeah, as... Uh, they're just going through, and they're not seeing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, looking at watching it now, it's like I totally empathize with that. Where like, if you go to the zoo and like, there's no animals that you can see, like that yeah. you would like to see. I was like, yeah, that would to- That's very. That would be one of the most realistic things about this movie. <laughs> and fucking Malcolm, like fucking uh, heckling, mm-hmm. <laughs> just heckling. Like, I hate yeah. that man. I really hate that man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, being uh, a bit creepy with yep. uh, Dr. Sadler. Oh, I, yeah. He's being I'd all say. Jeff Goldblumy. Yeah, with, like, drops of water and all that. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, off in the distance, way off in the distance for how they run, uh, they see the Triceratops, and it's sick. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, Dr. Grant has perfect eyesight, much like a T-Rex. So <laughs> his, vision's, his vision's not based on movement. His vision's it's like based Legolas. on dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, a dinosaur. Wow, I think that's a triceratops puking on the ground. Um, Yeah, so they have to go through. It's it's sick because it's eating some sort. Well, I don't think we ever get a resolution as to what making we, the... I don't think we do. I mean, maybe it is like because she suspects the berries, but then she sticks her hand in a big pile of shit. She doesn't it find no berries. It is one big pile of shit. Yeah, I don't think we ever find out. But I suspect it's something that they're eating in the, in the whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's all like I. I feel bad for like the vet that they have because it's just kind of like how the fuck would you ever know that like any of that? Well, I think you're base like you'd probably base it off of like reptiles and amphibians and like real life herbs. Yeah, and just general like knowledge of animals and you know because again a lot of it would have to be like 
conjecture from what we know about animals already and then you know if you're a good enough vet you just kind of work with that and make educated guesses you know well, yeah, also cause... we don't know how many how many of these have like lived and died in the in the park and you know what i mean so they might yeah. be through some a few generations by now well because dr sadler knows that those berries are poisonous mm-hmm. yeah but she that, is but a the, botanist well the vet's like None of the none of them have ever eaten them before. Or been eating them, so we never thought it was a problem to remove them. And then she didn't find any. So yeah, it's just like left as a big question mark. No, it's really just a big thing for why she's not here. Yeah, uh, and also like, to show off like a, a great animatronic of a Triceratops. Oh, it is great. Yeah, as they have this Triceratops that is absolutely in like looks. Like it looks absolutely sick. real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks real yeah. and absolutely sick. Yeah. It's it's it is a breathtaking like again the spectacle of the movie, you know. And uh, I imagine that the Triceratops does end up all right because like the vet says it's like you know this happens like once every six weeks. We don't fucking we haven't figured it out yet. I bet it's uh, I bet they're pregnant. <laughs> pregnant would... with eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's an idea. But that that seems like it'd be that man. That seems like that'd be a terrible pregnancy because that looks like, oof. Well, that's eggs. What? Because they're birds. It's just yeah. That's something to do with making eggs. Oh, does it? Well, uh, I mean, it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. they're all hatched. Right in with your uh, theories on why the Triceratops is sick. Get this yeah. web zone. Give us your your best fan theory on why the <laughs> Triceratops is sick. It's probably something we didn't pay attention to. Probably that's always possible. Um, but yeah, so Doctor Sadler splits off. She's gonna go with that vet who will never be seen or heard from again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, uh, he says what he's gonna do. He's gonna drop her off and then get on the boat to leave. Oh yeah, and the boat is the boat is leaving. The boat's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Which means Nedry's got to go and do, like, spy shit. Yeah, he's got 15 minutes to do a plan that he thought he could do in 19 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's got to make go, it. He's going to go double time. Yeah, they're, they're long fucking <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm saying. It's like, he, perfect storm of shit is here to make all this a big colossal fuck up. Yeah, so he goes off and... Uh, yeah, sounds suspicious as all get out. Mm-hmm. Break like executes his plan. Mm-hmm. Then he breaks in Mission Impossible style into the room, and then he you know steals a truck or a, a jeep and goes and gets himself really lost. Re- well, so it's raining real hard, and he's his his glasses are fogged up, right? And I think his glasses get fogged up because he hits the the signpost with where the dot where he should be going and then yeah. he like picks it up he spins because he can't fucking tell and then he eventually just spins the sign around and then just picks a direction you know again almost like that chaos theory thing because he could have gone the other way it was completely up to chance yep and uh and that way of course led to the uh poison spitting monsters oh god that thing even to this day it still gives me a fucking chills that's another thing i want to bring up the sound design of this movie the sound of the dinosaurs fantastic like i don't know who knows if they are actually what they sounded like but they might as well be because they are absolutely spot on like so effective yeah the sound design is just a perfect well yeah the 
Like, yeah, that one dinosaur, too, that ends up eating him is just, like, completely curious at first yeah. and then turns deadly, which is makes it even more terrifying because mm-hmm. it starts out kind of cute. Yeah. Well, and just it sounds so natural, right? Like, you can just imagine what kind of, like, uh, animals or, you know, pe- even, like, cats or something that, like, you, like, be near them and they have that, like, purr curiosity and then they can just, in a split second, just go into, all right, lethal mode, attack. Yeah, then they spit poison in your ass. Oh, God. Yeah. And then have the big Um, fucking crown. Oh, God. Like the frills? Oh, nightmare dinosaur. A nightmareosaurus is what that fucking thing was. Yeah. Spits poison in your eyes, and then, yeah, then we never see that one again. Probably because it had Nedry to eat. (laughs) They're just fat and happy for a while. Though it does kind of fuck with him because it's like. It's just like, oh, no, I'm a. He's he, like wander around with his glasses, and then he gets in the car, and he's like, wait till he shuts the door. Now I do it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, maybe, the, I don't know. They have a flair for the dramatic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or maybe it just makes it like a more secure, like, you know, even better time to uh, strike, so to so to speak. But yeah, the uh, as they're going through the the storm is hitting, Tim. Oh yeah, the kid, the grandkids. Uh, one of them, Tim, and uh, Lex. The other one, Lex. Thank you. Yep. Um, they find the goggles, the night vision goggles, and they see that the goat that was out there was to entice the T Rex is gone. Mm-hmm. And the water that they have there is starting to move, a yeah. rumble, like and, uh, iconic, like something that became iconic, like absolutely, you know got oft repeated for years and years and i think still does a lot of times mm-hmm and the yeah so very the lawyer just fucking bails when he sees the t-rex goes to the bathroom or he got like bef- <laughs> he did multiple ways yes yeah yeah uh and he would have got away with it too if it not been for ian malcolm yeah maybe i mean um but yeah, but of course their their vision is is based on movement, so they got to stay absolutely still. Mm-hmm. Stay perfectly and still, even if that T Rex is sniffing on you and hears your heartbeat. And not there. Wander, wander drunkenly hits your car, <laughs> and then it causes it to move, which allows him to see it. And then he's like, "Oh shit! Is that a car? <laughs> I can eat this, can I? Buddy, buddy, are you okay? I'm sorry I hit you, buddy." And then it, like, hits the sunroof and, like, pins the kids to the sunroof and the car flips and it's going to flood and kill them. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Grant takes out a flyer and, like, sneaks, like, almost gets the T-Rex to run away. And then Dr. Malcolm decides this is his time to be a big fucking hero. Well, I think Dr. Malcolm was thinking, like, once Dr. Grant tried to run to get the kids, the T-Rex would, like, notice them again. I got the because it looked like he was like Grant was throwing it towards the back towards the enclosure, which would lead him away, and then he'd follow that, and then they'd be safe. Yeah, as but opposed as soon to as trying to probably, you know, it seems like once something moves that caught the T Rex's attention. So yeah, flare goes down, it loses sight of it, and then you see like Grant struggling to get the kids out of the car. Also, I have a problem with this entire enclosure. Um, in it makes it no doesn't... sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It has sense. like a 300-foot drop, and but also the T-Rex can walk over it. Yes. 
that's that has bothered me. Like the play in in terms of where it is in space doesn't make any sense, and it needs to be like where the other side was where you fell because mm. it also has like a big drainage ditch, you know, a big drain pipe. And where the fuck is that going to? I guess they're able to drive down there because Ellie and uh, Muldoon do that later. So I guess it's like reachable, but it looks like it's a huge. Yeah, it's like a multiple foot, like it's yeah, like a hundred foot drop or Mm -hmm. whatever. That's a that's proof of effective editing because most people really probably don't notice most of the time because I don't notice most of the time, but yeah, it is a it is a problem. Well, because you also, yeah, and like, where is the where the goat was sitting? Because it would have had to be on like a bluff. Well, you see, there's a hill there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big valley. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you watch it and you're paying attention and you're trying to figure out how this enclosure works in space, it doesn't. No, it works on Earth. Exactly, <laughs> which is in space. <laughs> Point taken. Um, but yeah, Ian uh, runs into the bathroom, kills the, the which the. Uh, the bathroom. Uh, I mean, did he even kill- know that? Well, I don't even. So what happens is Ian gets like, I guess the T-Rex doesn't pick him up, but I guess hits him with its like, you know, nose or whatever. It sends him flying through the the bathroom. Turns him sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when uh, Mr. Gennaro starts making noise and shaking, making all kinds of movement. It's not what you do with the T-Rex. Didn't he listen? Listen, read the yeah, memo. Yeah, you got a, a bowel movement. Yeah. You know, listen to well that that tried old tale of American folklore about how T Rexes can only move or see when there's movement. Everybody, <laughs> no, they can only that. move when there's when they see things. <laughs> that yeah, like the, the weird how like the T Rexes angels. Yeah, weird how they work in that they uh, they assume if they if you can't see it, it can't see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, they're these dead. They're like the jeeps hanging on by a thread, or a wire. Um, yeah, the thread. It's candy and knitting. That's what's yeah. It's, well, they hit a cotton candy tree. <laughs> Tim gets Tim somehow gets the jeep stuck in a tree. Yeah, like Tim, come on, buddy. And uh, yeah. Meanwhile, they're like trying to. They have to go through all million lines of code. Yeah, there's so the uh, Hammond and uh, Mr. Arnold Muldoon figure out Nedry has obviously fled the building. Things are going fucking haywire, as evidenced by the T-Rex biting through the electrical fence and causing mischief with those jeeps. And uh, so they're like uh, Ray Arnold's uh, looking at the. Uh, Nedry's workstation, and he's like, what a fucking slob, uh, and uh, is looking through, and he's like, the only way we can find the passcode to fix everything is through two, we go one by one through two million lines of code. Dr. Sattler's there as well. Forgot yeah, that. well, and, and that's where they eventually have to, like, reboot the system mm-hmm. by shutting everything down. Yeah, they decide, yeah. yeah, they're, later on, they're like, it's the it's the only thing we can do got to like turn it off and on again that's what the guys in yep. it said yeah that it, it works every time i made a whole career out of that <laughs> yeah um yeah so meanwhile in the it's like they put the legs in the tube the drainage tube the hide out there and dr grant climbs the tree in a harrowing sequence where the jeep kind of falls 
and eventually they they have to climb their way down so the jeep doesn't hit them mm-hmm. and then they end up basically back in the jeep again yeah and and uh <laughs> and i love the dial the interaction between uh uh dr grant and the kids is great because like you know, uh, Tim's like trapped up there. Doctor Grant's, you know, trying to get him to climb out and like climb down. And he's like, "Your dad ever built you a treehouse?" And he was like, "No." And he's like, "Doctor Grant's like, yeah, me neither." <laughs> yeah. It, there's like really great interact. He he's really the acting's really good. Yeah, everybody does a great job. The script's oh, well, really he, solid. And he warms up to the idea, kids, and yeah. then decides that the best course of action is, of course, to go through the drain pipe. That's the uh, and then you know bail. Because it's like, we got to get back to the visitor's center. Yeah, well, I mean, that's slowly. pretty much the, like, one point of reference you got, right? As far as, you know, that's where phones are, for one, you know. Yeah, well, and then later, you know, they find uh, Dr. Malcolm, but they do not find uh, Alan and the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the T-Rex chases them. Yep. Another iconic great shot. Must go faster. Must go faster. Yeah, yeah and he's like, because they got him sprawled out with his shirt open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he gets on the on the shifter and almost kills them because uh, that T Rex can only go thirty miles an hour. We well, know 32. this. Thirty-two. Yeah, they say thirty-two. We clocked her at thirty-two miles an hour. Yeah. That Jeep is only rated for 31 miles per hour, so hold on to your butts. It's a low-speed Jeep. (laughs) It's only used for park travel, you see. Oh, where's there to go? It's rated for nougat. That's how they traverse. (laughs) Nougat's a very soft material. Yeah, it's fueled by nougat. Yeah, it'll power your car, but it won't power it very much. Um, Yeah, they... And uh, Dr. Grant and the kids spend the night in the trees with the Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. I like that shot where you see all the, all, all of them eating on tops of the trees. Yep. Really and they're cool. just like, they're like giant giraffes. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a really great shot. I love that. Because that's like. sneezes on the girl. Yeah. One of them sneezes on the girl when they wake up. But that's that. It's stuff like that that. I think, again, is where that there's that effective use of spectacle. Because when you see stuff like that, you're like, man, like, yeah, I can see what John Hammond's talking about. Like, that's that's what he means. Like, that peaceful, you know, we brought these fucking amazing creatures back from 65 million years ago. And, you know, now we get to see what they were like. We can answer those unanswered questions and look at the majesty and the beauty of it. And you, you can kind of see what you know hammond is talking about you can also see why you know you can fall in love with dinosaurs and stuff like that so it's you know i i like that i think it's just really effective yeah no it is it's it's just yeah it shows kind of what they need and then you're just like man they could make that whole thing an attraction (laughs) well some merchant well it's got to stay open somehow (laughs) you know well yeah they i mean we see the merchandise it's Mm -hmm. like they knew well, they did. It's all, they, it was all shit that you... Everybody would you know. want, you know? Yeah. Yep, and... Uh, it is... It's around here that you get... You see that sick merch, mm-hmm. and then kind of that eternal optimism that Hammond has, where he's just like, no, this is a setback. Yeah. 
but you know, next time it'll be bigger. It'll be better. We'll, we'll get you know, hiring Nedry was a mistake, but you know, we can fix all these and work past it. Yeah, we can fix it, and you know, Ella, you know, Sattler makes the, you know, make you know, she's like, I mean, it's it's not gonna. I mean, dude, it's like it's it's a it's beautiful in theory, but right now that's it's just all it can remain. It can remain a beautiful dream that, you know, was attempted once, but was ultimately for now a folly you know well next time he'll do it better he'll have a little like ball travel and uh jimmy fallon will be there (laughs) ball travel i don't know what the hell you describe it and you know we'll have (laughs) i'm gonna describe it as ball travel from now (laughs) that's that's what he wants to that's what the man wants man wants to describe it as ball ball travel. travel man wants ball travel have ball, we'll travel. Okay, want to go to Isla Nougat for ball travel? <laughs> ball travel. <laughs> It'll be better. Yeah. Go to the park for some ball travel. But yeah, like uh, that kind of idea, you know, just like I could, we can do it. We can build yeah. it better. That's very John. Like it's that optimism of John. Mm-hmm. With, like because you could see it as like an evil, like. You know, yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can. Yeah, but that—that's kind of the the major flaw of his character, where he, you know, that it's that internal optimist is that he's not—he's seeing the—he's still seeing the good of it. He's not seeing the co- the real cost of it. He's not yeah. seeing the like the huge, like you know, the because it's it is it's a really you know optimistic, genuinely good thing that he wants to do, but again, it's like at what like what cause sort of thing yeah well and he, he also talks about his start like making a flea circus and mm-hmm. he's like you know he had little things you know, people could go it was all automated of course until the fleas got out and killed some of the guests <laughs> <laughs> i should have seen all this coming <laughs> yeah uh... in retrospect it seemed fairly obvious <laughs> it's like you can't teach a flea to use a machine gun why was i thinking <laughs> what is it <laughs> The, the the fire eating flea just ate all the fire and he spat it out. Yeah, it's a horror the... show. But they said uh, they can't convict you because fleas aren't people. The Hartford Flea Circus fire. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Ned Kelly, he was never the same after. Not Ned Kelly. Who was Emmett? Charles Kelly. Nelson Wright. Ry- yeah. Well, him Charles too. Nelson Riley was at that. Yeah. I know he was there, but yes, I'm thinking of Emmett Kelly, where he, you know, there's that picture of him. Buckets of water going. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, yeah. Absolute tragedy. Much like Jurassic Park, but on, I, I would say on a bigger scale. No, I'd say the Jurassic Park's on a much smaller scale if you look <laughs> at the, 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 the size. No, I meant, the... I meant heart, like the heart for one is much bigger scale in comparison to Jurassic Park. That's oh, I mean. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And the flea circus, much smaller scale. Obviously. For fleas. Yeah. 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 Um,. But yeah, they they also out in the wild they find the eggs, um, which, you know, again we mentioned that that was just gonna happen anyway. Yeah. Um, I wonder, yeah. do they do we know what, who what they like what dinosaurs they are? Do they know? I know that they're. I don't know what di- species they are because all we see are little footprints. Do they say? No, I don't think they do. I think oh. it's just all of them though that we're doing it. Oh yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm j- I was just wondering if they had like if there was like a detail that I missed and they were like, Oh, we're in this area or whatever. So it should be, you know, cause I know they're not in the Velociraptor area or else they'd be booking ass out of there. Yeah. Well, cause 
everything would be dead because yes. that's all that the velociraptors the do, do is kill. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they get uh, the. This is the more the sexy Malcolm shot, but they move to the emergency bunker because they have to shut out all the power. Mm-hmm. And then they got to go to substation five, which is you know hell and gone from everywhere. Right apparently. across the entire park. I was like, why did you do the what? Who thought of this? What sort of fucking po- <laughs> dumbasses? Because yeah, like this this substation where they can reboot everything is. Mister Arnold says a three minute drive away. Okay, but evidently football headed Ray Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show. Um, yeah, Helga Pataki was there and she killed him. Uh, Fucking uh, lost my train of thought. I was thinking, hey, well, yeah, they got to reboot the. They got to go and like that's where you start the power back yeah. up. And thankfully, and the emergency bunker has schematics and walkie-talkies and guns. Lots of guns. Lots of guns. Well, and also, yeah, you got to go down to the substation in the dark. It's also we made it a labyrinth. <laughs> yes, like what? I'm sure if the lights were on, it would like be much easier. But I don't know. You know, if the lights are off and they uh, have to be. Uh, for you to do this whole process, it's great that you have to go through multiple stairs. Well, hopefully you'd have a flashlight. And, like, a non-trap fake wall. Well, you know. Spared no expense. Yeah. And they get, they go and... Well, because first, uh, Ray goes on his own. Yeah. Because he's like, it'll be fine. We got this. But they don't... I don't think they thought once we turn the power off and it can't come back on that the raptor fence won't turn on. Yeah. Well, then the raptors would go immediately what... to where the power is generated. Cause well, because they, they say that the fucking substation's right near the power, the velociraptor fence or enclosure. Yeah. So it's, again, why? That's a bad plan. But also, yeah, that's. I, I like it because it adds to the drama because I also love how much Muldoon sells how big of a threat the Velociraptors are. Well, and, you know, they go out and they they do it, and basically Muldoon, like, he points out that they're being hunted. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, what happens to Muldoon is the story of what half, like, Dr. Grant was telling that kid in Montana. Yeah. Where you see the one, but you're already dead from two to the side. Yeah. Like, the one is just a fake one, which is what... I think Good. the one that watches him die is, mm. like, the leader. I think so, yeah. And I, I it goes back to, like, a thing I mentioned in... Uh... Die Hard 3. This movie has a good, uh, what I call it, an economy of storytelling where, like, it mentions stuff and then it doesn't really waste the stuff that's mentioned. It's really good about that. No, it doesn't bash you over the head with, like, see? Like what Dr. Grant said and, like, bat, like yeah. other movies would. This one's just, like, it's, it's nice and you can, like, kind of go, yeah, oh, no, they set that up. Yeah. Like, they set up that all this would, act, like. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good all... for a rewatch. It, it really is. A lot of setups and payoffs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I do like the... Yeah, I like how much... Like I said, I like how much Muldoon sells the danger of the raptors and how, you know, he's like, all right, Ellie, I know I'm fucked, but I can probably, like, you know, hopefully it, they'll center on me and you'll be able to turn the power back on. And that's what they do. And, yeah, yeah the clever girl. Yeah, iconic line, too. Mm-hmm. Because he was, I know people are like, why didn't he just, you know, why did he waste time saying he's fucked anyway? Like, he's he, dead. He's so he's, fucked. 
He's dead. That's why he's 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 just he's just saying a good game before they eat it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> all right, hats off, you know. But oh, I, he's he's one of my favorite characters. I would honestly, I wish there was, like, yeah, I wish you got he that was that Muldoon prequel show. Well, not a you know, I I thought yeah. he, I think he's just a really good character, uh, just in general, and it was like. I like his perspective on the part because it's like he knows about real animals and like how they kind of are applicable in that situation. But even he can be outsmarted, you know, which is shown in the Velociraptors. And he's basically like an apex predator of Mm -hmm. a different sort. And you're kind of seeing that seed control to an older school apex predator. Yeah. And also just going back to that thing of, you know, maybe if Dr. Grant had, you know, they had time to talk, Dr. Grant could have been like, yeah, this is how we think velociraptors would hunt, and Muldoon would know that. But going off of what he knows, he's still, again, like, kind of like John Hammond. He's like, he's not cutting corners, but, you know, he's, he's working with stuff that he still doesn't fully understand yet. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying that, articulating that well, I don't know if I did, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Grant and the kids almost get trampled by Gallimimus's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But they don't. They get to a giant fence, and they start a climbing. Mm-hmm. And then the clock, the, we, we're, we're really down to the wire because Ellie's turning the power on. She's got she's to char- like charge up the thing. Yeah, then, you got to pump it a bit. Yep. You got you to work the handle. Yep. Pump, get it pumped. Pump the jam. Pump yeah, it pump up. It up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to turn on each each area one by one. And right at the bottom is the, you know, that big fuck off fence. And that that's the climbing. fry. Then you got to hit the fry tim switch. <laughs> yeah. Very specific. Only for emergencies. This button fries the owner's grandson. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And uh, so the other two, uh, Dr. Grant and Lex, make it over to the one side. But Tim, you know, he's he's just he's really tired. And uh, then the the thing starts to buzz. And so Dr. Grant's like, you got to jump, Tim, jump, jump, jump. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Tim does not jump in time and he gets uh, he gets a shock to his system. It sends him flying off the off the fence and into Dr. Grant's arms. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, Tim is Tim's toast. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Not dead, but like he spends the rest of the movie like uh, like on the verge of death. He's not, like he's, he's not the same anymore. He's not the same. No, he's not the same Tim. <laughs> he goes by Tim anymore. <laughs> I don't think he. I, yeah, I think he's basically lobotomized Tim. He's just he's kind of wanders around and eats. Shot and the has soul survival. right out of the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By all accounts, should be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, the uh, the raptors um, now attack Ellie, and uh, she is like, you know, Ray Arnold, and then his <laughs> arm falls out. Like, they propped it up. I swear to God. Well, I don't, like, oh, I don't, yeah, I've never really understood the effect of, like, <laughs> it's good for the scare, but it is one of those things of like, did they just stash that for later or it's just, yeah. Yeah. So Ray Arnold lands one more hand mm-hmm. and yeah, Ellie eventually though locks one of them in the substation, which I think stays there. She says, unless they can operate doors, but I think they can operate those doors. Well, they figure out they're, they're very intelligent creatures. So they start to figure out how, you know, a door works because you know they're big enough and they have enough uh 
you know, hand, not hand, but claw movement to pull it off. Yeah, well, and that's where, like, the Grant and uh, the kids make it back to the visitor center, and the kids just start eating, but they realize that they're also being hunted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lex sees the silhouette of the Velociraptor behind the glass, and uh, never has Jello look jello bite of jello look full of fear <laughs> yeah well and that this kitchen sequence is probably one of my favorite parts really of the movie. intense it's, it's like a fucking slasher movie yeah. man. Well, and, and it just it goes it goes to great lengths of showing just how you know how effective how, how effective hunters the velociraptors are how intelligent they are how menacing they are but I also like it's like they're not, you know, it'd be easy to just go like, ah, they're the they're the evil ones. But they're, you know, the antagonistic ones. So, you know what I mean? Like they still have yeah. an animal intelligence. Like they're they're intelligent, but it's still an animal intelligence. It's not I, full bore like, although the movie does give them a bit of an edge in terms of like being sadists. I would say that they are very sadistic. I, that's what I was going to say. It seems like they revel in it because it doesn't mm. seem like they eat people. It just seems like they hunt not for food, but well, for I'm the still, sport. I'm still saying that like we we just haven't seen them eat eat people. You know, I, They probably do eat as much as they want and just you know find more food, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so the kids have to like go into the kitchen and they hide and they use a lot of the reflective surfaces to trick the raptors mm -hmm. and they have to be very quiet because their vision's based on sound it's <laughs> like daredevil <laughs> yeah and uh they eventually uh deke one of the raptors and trick him into the into the freezer and that door is completely different he can't work his way out and nope. he'll freeze to death and die yeah it, it remains there for the rest of the saga yeah um and then they make it into the control room and they have to hold back all of the other raptors while Lex figures out how to use a Mac with an incredibly complicated graphical user interface. <laughs> Spared no expense, you see. <laughs> just like also from like a just using a computer sense, it looks really cool, but would be completely impractical for navigating all of the different files. Yeah. But no, it's a Unix system. She knows this. Yeah, it doesn't have testicles. That's a, <laughs> that's a Unix system. <laughs> Don't know why we have one of these. It's, it's just... <laughs> but uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we got the doors, and the doors lock, and they got these pretty advanced, like, yeah, metal bits mm -hmm. there. But don't worry, the Raptors figured out this is a shitty drop ceiling. So they just jump and get into the roof. So they have to escape that way. Mm -hmm. Which leads, spits them out on top of the dinosaur display. But then, as all seems lost, a big motherfucking T-Rex comes in and well, the kills all the... Yeah. Yeah. And kills all the Raptors. Mm -hmm. But doesn't see them all escape out the front door. Well, the it's too busy just dealing. Because, like, as they're running out the door, it has a Velociraptor. Well, she has a Velociraptor on her side. And I think one goes for, like, her neck, but she's able to take them all out. Yeah, and the, the when dinosaurs rules the earth, banner falls yeah. down. It gives, like, the whole. Oh, my. It's my favorite shot in the movie, that just the <laughs> roar and the music swell and the, the banner just drops down. It's perfect. 
And uh, Dr. Grant's is like, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to endorse this part. <laughs> Hammond's like, neither am I. <laughs> and they f- they fly off. And yeah, mm-hmm. basically uh, the, the survivors just fly off in a helicopter. Yep. And uh, yeah, this movie's awesome. Yeah, it's great. My uh, final note is uh, still holds up quite well. Everything works together. Uh, it's got the heart, humor, and spectacle to earn and keep its spot as a modern classic. Yeah, thirty years old, man. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I really honestly think it's one of those movies that just is like everything just fits. Like it's nothing. Like there are some like story flaws, but I think just as a movie, it just everything just fits. Everything works together oh. so well. You know? My nitpicks are more because I've seen this movie so much. Oh no, I, that's that what I'm I, stopping and thinking yeah, about it. I, I'm not trying to shit on that. I'm just, I'm just saying overall, yeah. it's like that. It, it totally earns that kind of, you know, when you're like, what is a classic piece of, like, what is a classic movie that you can, not like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. iconic in something from like, you know, something feeling very, uh, you know, 1990s, 1990s, and just like, man, like it still works today. Works anytime you watch it. Timeless almost. Yeah, it's number one. And uh, spoilers, it's just going to stay up there. Pretty, uh, fairly likely, yeah. It's, I mean, debatably one of the best movies we've watched for the whole damn show. Oh, yeah. So I would say so. I would say it's one of the best. Yeah. So. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go wow, watch really? It. Yeah, come on, <laughs> catch up. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're not done now. Next week we go to the to site B. Um, What's which, that? Uh, which one's he, that? I I I Sorna. Ah, I wonder what candies they make there. <laughs> yeah, they lots of lots of candy. <laughs> The Lost World candy. I, I don't know. Give me a week, and I'll think about it. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll regroup. Yeah. Um, <sighs> for a, for Doctor Malcolm Solo adventure. Oh yeah, that's right. He who who's in the third one? Who are the people? Doctor Grant. Really? I thought yeah. he didn't. Huh. Jesus, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. In the in the Spinosaurus. We really need you to oh, like that's the Spinosaurus. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm remembering some stuff now. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. We really, really it's been need a long you time. Yeah. to like a Spinosaurus and, and accept it as a cool thing. Um, but yeah, until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace.